Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to this episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from beautiful Calgary, Alberta, it's a client of ours, Kendall Slipchuk. And Kendall is a real estate investor with quite a few years of experience under his belt. He's done a number of different real estate investing strategies. And these days, he's focusing on doing buy, fix, and sells, as well as new builds of rental properties. So Kendall, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thanks, Dave. Great to be here. It's a nice sunny day this morning in Calgary. It is. It's sunny in your neck of the woods, sunny in my neck of the woods. No yeah. complaints here. So, hey, Kendall, tell us, you've got an interesting backstory and something that we're kind of connected on. You are married to a lovely Japanese woman and you've got four beautiful kids I'm relative, you know, comparatively relatively newly married to a beautiful Korean woman. Mm-hmm. She's got one child from a previous marriage. I've got two kids from my previous marriage. But it's always interesting to see and talk with other folks that are involved with a partner that comes from a completely different culture. So maybe if if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your background and including a little bit about how you guys met and how you guys, I think you lived in Japan for a little while and then came to Canada and how you got out your wife on board with real estate investing. Well, well let's start with my wife. When I met my wife, she came here actually from Japan just to learn English more or less. Uh-huh. The reason why she came to Canada to learn English is because she wanted to be a nurse. After high school, she applied. She didn't get in. Uh, just too many people, applicants. So she figured to come to Canada to learn English because it's part of the curriculum. And then I played soccer with somebody she came over with from Japan with and he asked me if I could help tutor her because she was pretty shy. She was shy at the time. She's not shy anymore. But <laughs> so basically, uh, yeah, I now uh, I tutored her and that's how we met and then got married. And then actually right after we got married, we went, we went to Japan for about a year. What were you doing in Japan? Just out of curiosity. Uh, the easiest thing there is to teach English. So oh. if you're a foreigner. And, from and he, had, he had some practice tutoring your wife. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so not sure if I did well, but, but yeah, that's how we uh, met. And then, uh, Came back to Canada. I got in the trades, electrician, refrigeration mechanic. My wife, she stayed home, take care of the kids. We went back again for another year in 2005 or six, wow. I believe, for about a so year. So when, when was the first trip that you went? 2000, actually, around 2000. Mm. All right. And so you went, you lived there for a year. That was pre-kids. Yeah. Then you started having a family and you went back yeah. 2005. That must have been quite a challenge. Yeah, it was. We were thinking about staying there longer, but just career-wise for foreigners out there, it's, there's not much opportunity. So it just made it more it's sense. It's pretty much that. It's pretty much teaching English would be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't see a future. So came back and continued on the trades and just kept going with that. And yeah, so yeah. Well, Interesting. So. I don't know if you know this or not, Kendall, but I lived for 10 years in Costa Rica and that was my profession yeah. for a decade as a language training company down there. and. We sent teachers out to train people at, at corporate on-site training. And yeah, I'm very familiar with that whole world. It's it's a good experience. I think everybody should at least try, if they can, to travel or even see the world, different places. It's It yeah. opens your eyes quite a bit. So. Okay, so you land back in Canada, you get back into the trades. At what point did you start looking at real estate seriously? And why, what piqued your interest in the first place? I was always interested in real estate just because I knew I was always eager to make money. I was I was always an entrepreneur. 
But I realized uh, also from reading like a Forbes magazine when I was in high school that most wealthy people are wealthy due to real estate. So it always piqued my interest. So, well, first of all, you're a little bit different for being in high school and reading Forbes magazine. That, yeah, that yeah. Stands, I don't remember. I don't recall that being top on my reading list in high school. Totally, I I'm a bit of a, a nerd, I guess, on that side. But uh, I should have went for went to become an economist or something like that, economics and. So trades maybe is not my thing, but whatever, that's where I'm at, right? So yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So that's how we kind of got interested in obviously having a family, four kids, wife, you know, take care of. Like it's you know, I'm trying to run one direction, but at the same time, my wife's trying to pull me back to focus on the family, which is okay. hard time, right? So yeah, yeah. Now, what about culturally? Is there a different attitude about real estate in Japan versus North America? The nice thing with her, her family, her parents, they've got real estate and they've done well with some properties that they've bought over the years. But the in same Japan. time, yeah, mm-hmm. the same time, Japan, since the economy went down, you know, 20 plus years ago, 30 years ago, their uh, real estate hasn't gone up. Usually, Japan real estate goes down in value. So you buy something for 400000 you're lucky 20 years later if it's worth 300 right just because it just doesn't uh, seem like a great investment no, there then. no no yeah. so it's not the same so that must have kind of weighed on her a little bit when you started saying hey let's let's get into the whole real estate game yes totally it's it's everything i'm very risk more risk taker where my wife she always wanted just more simple traditional lifestyle so yeah you so know what i i can resonate with that yeah. 100 percent yeah yeah so that's you know we we've clashed quite a bit over things you know and mm. now we're more kind of on the same path and she's really? she loves real estate she loves looking for properties so oh that's awesome it's actually yeah. fun looking at you know talking about properties or even working checking. together as a couple on it instead of you yeah. trying to yeah toe the whole line yourself that that is such a struggle that was the challenge with my first marriage as well was we were not couple other things as well but we are definitely not aligned when it came to that that's really invaluable and important there's no way i can't see how you succeed without your partner being on the same path as you okay so you kind of got on the same path and what did you start doing as far as investment properties what were your first deals or what did you focus on first i guess always like i started in edmonton uh, that's where we live first mm-hmm. always looked at properties that kind of had potential you know so maybe something that was undervalued or maybe somebody had to sell quick. So we bought a few properties, didn't, not too bad. One property in, uh, that in particular we bought, in, which is kind of a bad decision, but I guess it's a good short story to share. But back the second time we went to Japan, this is our, we only had the one property. Hmm. And we we're like, we're, we know we're going to go to Japan. But I thought, well, I don't want to have to manage this property when we're living in Japan. We'll just sell it. Well, that was a big mistake because when we sold it, guess what happened? Alberta house prices doubled. Yeah, boom. You know, so when we got back, that house pretty much went up twice as much. So it was, I think we sold it for two fifty, and it was almost worth four hundred when we got back. So that's a lot of money, and that's a big hard lesson to learn. That was yeah, that was, that was tough <laughs> to deal with that. Okay, so then, what point did you start getting into the whole flipping business? Why did you decide to to focus on that? Given your previous experience with you know, buying and selling and versus holding on. Flipping is kind of nice because you can 
see a property, you can, uh, being that I'm a tradesman, it, it does help. I have background with doing, you know, my own work and uh-huh. being connected with other tradespeople. So yeah, looking at like, again, looking at finding properties that beat up properties when you got houses that are like, let's say a hundred thousand dollars worth more or selling for a hundred thousand dollars more, you know, it's a nice opportunity. It's like, Mm-hmm. some of these properties you look at you can kind of get you know guess how much you need for renovations you know but depending on property out of the age obviously something that's in the 1950s you don't know what you're going to see behind the walls right so, or the right. foundation so so it, it really it's a case-by-case type of thing and what i'm hearing is it's a good opportunity to make a pop of cash and you've got the experience you've got the team you've got the background yourself to make that happen how does that tie in with your long-term plans for creating long-term wealth because again you know a flip is great but it's very very active income you stop doing that that's you stop true. making any money exactly and that's that's why i think it's exciting you start you know learning about investments and there's all these you know i'm, I'm very bad with that I, I learn something new and i'm chasing everything at once the shi- shiny objects that yeah guilty you know, been there yeah so Got several t-shirts Exactly. So now I'm a little bit, I should say a lot more controlled. And mm-hmm. like you said, I'm, I'm looking to long term. Does the wife help out with that? Get your reined in and focus a little bit there? She does. But yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without her. I'd be on Mars right now. <laughs> I'd be living so. in a cardboard box somewhere. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but the biggest thing is that, yeah, I, I don't want to have to spend so much time managing and like some people really love that but i i want to kind of more hands off but one thing and i didn't mention is that one reason i always sorry always wanted to get in real estate is because you know like everyone read rich dad poor dad or you have to have passive income you know yeah real estate is not necessarily passive but it does make a pretty good amount of money without you really doing it's, much it's passive or yeah. Than having to go up north and work in camp and do electrical exactly. type stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And as you know, with Calgary here, with the prices going up, well, now I could feel like I finally got a raise, you know. Been a like, while. Yeah. Like it's nice, you know. I gave myself a raise, right? Nice. You know, no one has any control of my wages except for myself. So yeah. But, so it's that independence so, idea. And, and yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, this is what I tell everybody. I'm trying to get like five years or less to be the point where I could walk away from my job so that i could just do what i want yeah you, you Retire, have that time freedom yeah you know the option the options i want the options yeah. and yeah the, the reason why it's also pushing me more to give that timeline is if we run into this pandemic stuff again COVID or whatever i'd like to go to japan go to mexico south america costa rica belize wherever and ride it out you know Write it out locked up in my my house, you know. So (laughs) write it out with better weather. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about your quote unquote air quote here, discovery of build to rent type properties, or or what what do you call the kind of properties that you're looking at these days? I'm purpose built. uh, Purpose built, yes. Yeah. So right now, reason I like purpose built is because you could actually have it all properly designed, separate. You got uh, how you know property with the main floor suite and a, a secondary and a basement suite. Right now, I got one being built in Seaton, which is Southeast Calgary. The reason why I picked there is because of the hospital, because uh, the YMCA is there, 
And so, future. so what what kind of property is this? Is this a detached home? Like it's, it's a detached like lane home. Yes. Yeah. So on that one, we'll be eventually build a garage suite in the back, mm-hmm. and then that use that potentially probably use a garage suite as an Airbnb and the main house as a long term rental. So both units in the main house as long term rentals and the garage suite as an Airbnb. Okay, right. interesting. So kind yeah. of a combination of short-term and long-term, why not just turn the whole thing into a, a short-term rental if, if the cash flow is so much? I guess it depends on the market. Like I do have an Airbnb now and I know how it is in the Southeast. You know, you got five months of the year that's really busy. The rest, it's pretty dead. So it's, got it. you don't have much action. But the one, once I get the Airbnb in the grad suite, that'll be the test. If it seems really busy all year long, then maybe I'll open up the main house as well and see how all right so you're kind of within the same property you're diversifying and lowering your risk a little bit you got Correct, the long-term yeah. tenants now based on your numbers sounds like you're a numbers kind of guy just with the long-term tenants at current market rentals does it look like the property is going to cash flow quite nicely given today's interest rates and whatnot it is in some ways, yes. I mean, like last year, it wasn't looking good with the interest rates gone up, but then guess what happened? Rent's gone up. Mm-hmm. So it matched it. So I think it's pretty good. Obviously, if I was hiring a management company, it wouldn't be that great. But mm-hmm. because I'm managing it myself, I will have an extra income from it or cash flow, I should say. So, so yeah, I think it'll do really well. And hence, being that it's brand new, should be no, barely, hopefully, no maintenance. So, so let me ask you this, Kendall, did you buy this project kind of already sketched out from a developer or did you find the, the lot and hire somebody to create the plans for you? Yes, how, does, how does that this work? This is a brand new community. It's from, from the developers. So it's pretty easy. It's, I haven't gone out and found a separate lot. I mean, down the road, I may think about that, but right now this is low risk. Just find a lot in a brand new community, right? So. Okay, very cool. So that sounds very, very appealing. And just for folks who aren't familiar with how that business works, financing wise, money wise, how much money you have to put down on? Are you open to sharing like what's the the total cost all in of this property going to be? And how much money have you had to come up with? And when do you have to come up with more and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So with uh, when you're building a brand new home, and if you obviously you have to get a pre-approval, which a lot of mortgage brokers don't like because it's a year ahead of time. So lots of things could change in a year, but that's what the builders require. So if you say it's going to be your principal residence, all they require of you is 5% down. So I don't like to have money tied up. So I said, it's going to, you know, this is my principal residence, which it may be, but we're not too sure yet. We may move in it and then rent our current house. We're living in right now. So okay. yeah. we'll see what happens, how it goes, but. That's so did you have to come up with a 5% down now or? Yeah, 5% down. And then okay. and then we worry about the financing when we take possession or just before we take possession. So that's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave Debo, And real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com.
Okay, very good. So what's the time frame from this start to finish? You know, you found the, pretty, the opportunity and by the time it's supposed, if all works according to plan, how yeah, long will it's, I take? It's pretty much a year. Like they said, you know, it could be 10 to 14 months. And with the builders right now, like they're still having hard time getting materials and stuff like that. So mm. we're still dealing with COVID issues or, or supply even, chain like, disruption yeah. stuff from oh, COVID. Yeah. 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 So, which is delaying things and, you know, but the, I'm not a you know big rush anyway, but either or. So, so right now what I'm waiting on is the next phase in this same area. I'm trying to build another, a second one in this area. So. Okay. So get this one up and going and a little bit of proof of concept there and then do a cookie cutter. Yeah. Uh, so you say you're getting this built out and you're looking at in the future, putting on a garage suite or a lane suite or whatever it's called in that area. Yeah. Why not hit the ground running and, and put that in from day one? Why? Because I don't, if I spend that money right now on that property, on that building, that garage suite, I take away from taking that money to buy another property. Oh, okay. You want to so, use it as a down payment for a, another property. Yeah. Like down the road, that property is going to be great cash flow when it's graduate's done. So for other investors, it may not make sense to go build a grad suite for the amount of cost, but I'm looking at it as a long-term holding property for myself and my family and my kids to pass on. Right. So, well, well, that's why I was kind of wondering, wouldn't it, and again, you're the trades guy, so I'm just spitballing here, but wouldn't it be more economical because I'm assuming the garage is getting built anyhow. Is that correct? No, the uh, it's because it's laying home. They typically don't build a garage. Ah, right. okay, all right. So yeah. it's just you'll just yeah. get it all done in one fell swoop later on. Yeah, got so it, got it, got it. Usually okay. spend a year to let the ground settle first, and then okay, build. there you go. Yeah. Learn something every day. Okay, yeah. So just so it it makes sense financially. Plus, it just makes sense to see how things stand with that property for a year or so before you put in the garage yeah. and the garage suite. Yeah, correct. So. Just out of curiosity, with the garage, are you planning on renting that out separately itself? Not the suite, just the garage itself. Are you planning on renting that out separately? Yeah. So what I'm trying to do, the city is allowed, because I have a pilot, and that's the only thing I'm going for, to make a nice big size garage suite. So in order to do that, you need a three-car garage suite anyway. But the city allows three-car, but I'm going to try to go two doubles. So I'm going to pay the extra money to try to get them to allow me to do that. So reason for that, because I can rent each one separately for $250, $300 piece, right? Nice. You know, separate leases for the two garages then. Smart. So, and theoretically, each garage could have two vehicles in it. Correct. Yeah. So nice. if I end up getting, like Calgary's not at the point of where Edmonton is, where they're allowing triplexes, three mm -hmm. units on one property but i think we're going to get there soon there's talks of it so and because i'm so close to the lrt station that's going to be built i think it's within that zone where they'll push it and being that it's a pilot you know even though i may have three suites but there's still a lot of parking mm. on the property right it's not just push everyone on the streets and then you know everyone then you got right. your interest about parking so right 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 yeah they have the option to park there Okay, very, very cool. All right. So I see the big benefits of purpose built. You're getting a brand spanking new property. Knock on wood, everything should be working spickety span for a number of years without having to come up with too with a worry about too much maintenance type stuff. 
what are some of the, and it's going to, you know, you get good tenants paying top rents in these brand new properties as well. So lots of pluses there. What are some of the the drawbacks in your mind to this strategy? Definitely, this, what, you'll get this lots from, you know, experienced investors and other realtors is that you get a bunch of brand new buildings in one area and then all of a sudden this market slows down. Well, now you're competing with all these other people in this one area and there's nothing really going on and nothing really developed around the area. Like no stores, no schools. So then renters don't want to live there because there's nothing there. Right. So, and then on top of that, there's a lot of other rental properties. So a lot of these, and which has changed in the last few years in Calgary is that all these new uh, areas, they're allowing suites be, to be built. So if you have all these brand new areas that are allowing suites, there's so much competition. So if you're going to be building these brand new areas, you got to think about the downturn. I went to the downturn already once and I know what it's like. So I'm thinking about long-term. So if there's a downturn, what will my op- property offer more than what the competition will offer, right? Okay. So that's why I'm thinking how to build it properly. But the one thing that is nice is that there's a lot of infrastructure already in this area. Like I said, there's already a hospital, there's there's a YMCA, a lot of stores, a lot of shopping, lots being built there. So I'm not too concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And schools my, as well. Yeah, schools as well. There's yeah. already one there. There's planned, I think, another one this year going to be built, a uh, elementary school, I believe. Okay. So that's important, and especially you know a lot of families, you know. So so you have to have that infrastructure. So if that's not there, then and if things slow down, well, good luck trying to get rent, you know. Yeah. So back to the good old location, location, location. Yes. And what you're doing with this property, you know, once it's all built out, is you're diversifying in that you're going to have your two primary rental units in the primary building. Yeah. You're going to have two garages rented out separately if all works are going to plan yeah. plus short-term rental up top there. So if something's not quite working out, there should be a few other things to balance things out. Plus, I guess you could turn the short-term rental into a long-term rental, even at lower rates, just to kind of help stay. Exactly. And then that's our other backup down five years down the road. You know, if our you know kids move on and move out and on their own, well, we don't need a big space. So we might just use one of the grad suites for our own, you know, just downsize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're actually putting thinking about doing multiple garage suites? I'm, I'm thinking about doing two in that same area. In the same area, okay, but yeah. not on the same property. It'd be one garage. No, suite. yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. build two properties, uh, two different houses to garage suites. So we'll have two exact similar properties. So Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, well, that so. is interesting, Kendall. I guess the other playing devil's advocate negative thing that somebody might say about this is, you know, some people say that the money is made on the buy when you buy a a property in this case at the end of the day you're paying full retail price pretty much for the property so there's you're not getting any instant equity in that property but on the other hand you are optimizing this to maximize the revenue from this property so yeah your thoughts there i'm yeah so i'm not gaining on that buy but i do believe in the community what it offers it's pretty unique. You don't see many brand new communities, residential communities with this much uh, in the community itself. So I think for long-term, it's a good buy. Excellent. And I think it's the demand that's going to keep going up. And I think once the LRT is done, that also will bring drive up the prices and also the rent. It usually, well. usually does. What's the time frame for that? Well, hopefully. They're, they're already what, what does the city say the time frame is for that? 
Yeah, like to get to well, way down south, the Seton, you're probably looking seven years, maybe. Okay. So, yeah. So, but who knows? Maybe they'll bump it up. But I'm just saying seven years, but I'm hoping so. Well, but either way, in the five to 10 year range. Yeah. So yeah. it's a long term, but again, that's what real estate investing is. It's long term. So, yeah. The buy so, are you planning to keep doing some flips from time to time in the meanwhile? I am. Uh, I'm kind of more cautious. So, just because of, over the years, the cost of material, the demand for trades has gone up. So even myself with my connections, it's hard to get guys lined up because unless you're offering them a ton of work, they're not going to pay much attention to you when you just right. give them a small, small job here and there. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're you're kind of on the bottom of the list. Oh, you know, call them up and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll check you in next month, you know, so... Yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work nicely, but you're doing flip. No. So that's where you lose money. So yeah, that's why I just want to stay a little bit more with the time. So if things slow down, maybe would be the time to jump back into flipping. But if I find a good property, you know, and usually good properties are 700,000 and up, you know, for a decent buy, Mm because that's most people are looking for properties uh, under 700,000. So Anything above that, you're probably a better chance of finding something decent price, but still people are trying to get more for their house because of the demand for properties right now. So when you're flipping properties, you got to buy really low in order exactly. to protect yourself. So, Well, Kendall, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for sharing your insights into what you're up to, the, the background, the backstory, the whole melding different cultures and expectations and it taking a while to to get both spouses on track and on board, but I'm so happy that that you're doing that, and and also just your learning journey with, you know, comparing and contrasting flips versus these purpose built rentals, and how much thought you've put into and, and planning into really optimizing this one, and then doing a cookie cutter with something else. So hats off to you. That's great. If if people want to connect with you and find out more, where can they go? I guess the best is uh, maybe my email is at uh, kendallsliptrack at gmail.com. Um, that'd be the best way to connect with me. Fantastic. All right, Kendall, take care. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.